drink it. Just do it. Just drink. Okay. Yes. No, don't cut it. Turn to the dark side. Do drugs. Turn to the dark side. We have cookies. Cookies. I made you a cookie, but I eated it. But I eat uh. it rawr. <laughs> I don't know who was texting in our one chat, but that's me. I'm I'm a little bit. Yeah, I was just like, God, guys, stop it. <laughs> I'm back in 2004. What's up, everybody? It's your boys back on the last book on a shelf here with another book episode for the February pick of the month. Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, the Umbrella Conspiracy. We are your host, John Howell, Bitcher of the English Language. Not much of a conspiracy, honestly. Ah, that's what I was saying. And I'm Albert Wesker. I have a suspicious photo in my desk drawer. Don't go in there. <laughs> Don't check my office desk. Please. Look, I, I might have a picture of the new recruit in a basketball uniform, but there's nothing strange about I'm I am gauging her athletic ability for the, the stars team. We can't have anybody who can't uh, handle the rigors of the physical aspect of this job. Yes, well, she's eight. Oh, she's yes. freshly 18. I, uh, uh, just eight. I didn't need to say freshly. It's fine. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just take I just like out. to imagine Leon standing in his office with that picture in his hand, just like furrowed brow, like, why is this here? <laughs> it's like if there Leon. wasn't an apocalypse going on right now, I would be putting this man on a watch list. <laughs> Look, Leon, I just really like basketball. Leon, There's nothing weird about that. I am a fan of the game. Basketball. <laughs> Have you ever played it? Uh, and then, Wait, uh, did you introduce yeah. yourself? TJ? No, I'm oh, I'm TJ Brown. Uh, Leon's way too white to play basketball. Also, he I oh, mean, most of, every character in the series is way too white to play basketball. <laughs> that's, that's I feel like Jill would be good at it. Maybe. Maybe it, it or, I good. feel like Barry would be like one of those old white dads that's like weirdly plays at the gym with his friends. Yeah. Like his kids are like, "Yeah, let's shoot some hoops, Dad." He's like, "Okay," and he comes out with like dunks a, on, comes out with like sweatbands on the wrist and the forehead, and like hot knee high socks. <laughs> and the kids are just like, "Jesus Christ!" But then he's just fucking like three pointers, three pointers, fucking a Harlem Globetrotters theme yeah. plays. Yeah. God. Just fucking I dunks. Done, I haven't done this since I was in high school, kids. He he, th he like throws the ball up in the air and shoots it with his magnum, and it somehow doesn't pop the ball, but it knocks it right. <laughs> <in the air. laughs> uh, and What's I'm hating the kids. It's it's him. It's them. It's the boys. And yeah, if you, if you didn't already know, we're we're talking about one of our favorite favorite franchises again. It's Resident Evil. But this time, it's the books by S.D. Perry. Um, we skipped over Zero Hour because uh, we can just do that one later. <laughs> uh, although, I mean, I mean, this the was the first one released. Zero Hour is a prequel that was released later, so I mean, it's fine. The video games is the book. The book wasn't the video game. It's just called Zero. Yeah, not Zero well, Hour. <laughs> although I was kind of thinking. Because, like, it seems like whenever Bravo team kind of, uh, the comms kind of mess up, they just go into action. I was like, wasn't it like a whole day that Rebecca had, <laughs> like, at that other facility before she even went to the, like, mansion I, in the first place? I've only ever played Zero first, so I'm still not 100% sure straight on, like, the timeline of... I think they like to leave things a little open to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> It's whatever I mean, you want it to be. <laughs> there's yeah, there's literally werewolves and a giant vampire woman, and that's canon. So I I don't think they're too concerned about like the uh, logistical aspects of you know what happened chronologically during the Spencer Mansion incident. Yes, and we're asking you, SD Perry, because we know you're listening. Where's the rest? Yeah, are of you the still books, alive? Huh? Where's, where's our Resident Evil Village book at? Come on. Yeah, where's the village novelization? 
Uh, I was actually reading about like how many books came out earlier, and the the they just decided that they were like done. Capcom was like, yeah, or like that. Whatever the company was like, yeah, no more paying for the license. Whatever, who cares? (laughs) Because I guess it wasn't worth the investment anymore. Well, this book came out like I think either the same year or like the the year right after the first game came out. So these were like came out after Resident Evil two came out in 1998. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, they were still like coming out pretty, pretty much, you know, when the original games were, uh, which is surprising. I kind of thought that they were released a little bit later, but uh, I guess that's just because the first time I read them, you know, the series was already pretty well, well established. You know, when we were in high high school. We're starting to get into it. Resident <laughs> Evil 5 was coming out. Everybody was waiting for the launch. Like, oh boy, I oh, can't yeah. wait. Oh yeah, I can't wait to have big white man Chris Redfield go to uh-huh. Africa. <laughs> do a bunch of, you know, upon later reflection, maybe uh, maybe some bad choices were made. In Peter Griffin voice, don't ask Capcom about the the wetlands and oh, <laughs> Resident God. Evil Five. Uh, worst mistake you know, of my life. The last time we fucking replayed that together, I was like, "Oh no, I forgot <laughs> how bad these uh, depictions are." <laughs> yeah, Christ. it's a uh, looking at some old cartoons or something. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. you, you play it and then you remember, oh yeah, the Japanese made this game. And uh, okay, they're, they're pretty notorious for being uh, racist. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but as a country, they're pretty. You said it first here, folks. Hayden thinks all Japanese people are racist. racist. That's true. It is true. <laughs> Which, in a way, is technically kind of racist of him. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that Dang. country? Dang. It's not anybody else. No, I have heard a lot that they're like not very progressive um i think it's gotten i think here lately the last few years it's gotten a lot better but yeah for a long time they they were pretty bad on the whole and i know there's some like you do like some animes or some games or something even from like the 2010s and you're like what is this the (laughs) 80s (laughs) why why does this character look like that does he need to i don't think he did but yeah, that's about the racism stuff. That uh, oh, <laughs> enough uh, about the racism. The racism Let's that, enough about the, 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 the mediocre book. <laughs> um, which uh, going back to five, I did. I wonder if they're gonna like uh, do a remake on that. Honestly, uh, if I were oh, them, man. probably wouldn't be a good idea. Or if they do a remake, they really need to make sure that they. Uh, do their depictions right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I uh, I played it safe with a book pick. Everyone, I uh, chose this book we've all read before at some point, <laughs> probably a long time ago. Well, actually, TJ, you fairly listened to like the audiobook we listened to like a year ago or something. I started it. I never finished it. Never finished it. Huh? Yeah, and also I I was the one for Resident Evil Two. It wasn't this one. Mm. So is it not the same lady then? I don't know. I don't even remember. Was uh, we'll get we'll get into it a little later. But uh, that audio bug was a little. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah. So I chose this because we all liked it at some point. I think. And I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was like the audiobook version, or maybe it's because I know the story uh, just so well of what happens that fateful night in the uh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, what's the line? Prepare to enter the world of survival horror, or something like that. <laughs> it was a little like that. Um, I don't know. That, you know. Before we get into our reviews, we got to say, like, this is a, a better depiction of what happens on the first Resident Evil movie or Resident Evils in a series rather than those movies. Because I don't care what anybody says. Those movies fucking suck. I don't. Like I them. will say <laughs> um, 
I, after watching the In Praise of Shadows uh, mm-hmm. retrospective on the, the film series, I can give them a little more respect than what what I usually give them, but they are, yeah, they are still not great. The first one is okay. Uh, the second one, a I lot think- of people seem to like the second one just because some stuff ne- visually kind of and- looks on point. Yeah, Nemesis and Jill are in there, and they're fairly but accurate. Jill is, like, aggressively cuckolded for, like, her oh, position yeah. by Alice, so the movie still fucking sucks. I don't and care also, what anybody says. The, the Nemesis costume looks great, but it's but only like, like five. But he was nice all along. Yeah, it was stupid. Well, and also, he's only like five ten. <laughs> like there's shots where him and Alice are like basically the same height, so <laughs> it's a little less intimidating than you would hope. Uh, nemesis yeah. in a film. Where's our, where's our nine foot tall? A uh, broken nose boy at, with yeah. his teeth all screening out of his. Skull. Uh, I will say the third one is pretty decent. Uh, mm. all, like for the most part. Which one is that? Is that the that's desert like, one? Yeah, that's where they're in Las Vegas, Nevada. No, but, that one uh, sucks. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, but I think it's the it's that's a like one of the. That's when she went like full fucking Neo, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why it's entertaining. That's stupid. <laughs> um, but all really like after, I mean, that one gets a little goofy, like more goofy than they already were getting. Um, Listen, but the then, more, what's his name? Rodriguez, the director. No. no. Oh, Anderson. I'm thinking yeah. of another guy. Um, yeah, you're thinking of Robert like, well, Rodriguez, the guy that did the Machete movies. Yeah. In <laughs> what was his name? Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah. The more yeah. he turns his fucking wife into his cool DeviantArt OC donut well, still, the worse the fucking movies get. Well, you know, he didn't opinion. direct all of them. Like, he only directed, like, two of them. and I, But I think he wrote most of them and he was like a producer for basically the entire series well if he wrote them then he's still definitely taking i mean part still yeah, yeah donut yeah, still oc um that god that very last one where they just they pour their it's a ta- they're defending a tower from a horde of zombies and they pour gasoline down the tower and light it on fire from the top and it goes down like lava and it's like that's not that's just it not how fireworks. It would like dissipate before it ever touched the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is the fire rising up? Why is it not pouring? They're like, damn it, we really <laughs> didn't think this through. <laughs> God, those. Uh, if, if anything, we've learned uh, the more you like distance yourself from the source material, the worse it's going to get. <laughs> well, to be fair, by the time of fucking. Resident Evil 4, like the apocalypse. source material was already getting fucking insane. Like, Leon it saw some things and did some things that uh, made this not a survival horror anymore. It's much more of an action game. Uh, I think 3, there was still plenty of survival horror aspects, but as soon as they did the over-the-shoulder, you know, first-person shooter-type style that 4 was, it really mm-hmm. was like divorced from the survival horror aspects that the genre had you know that the games had kind of been in since you know one to three like in yeah giant uh giant statue giant statue that that chases leon and that statue (laughs) of hayden Yep, and it's chasing Leon, and it's saying, With the head. Mr. Leon, where are you going? I, you're my favorite. I love you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, Lord Sadler. Uh, but yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so um, I, think, I think I picked this book out because uh, we all liked it. It's a little short, but um, I think it kind of perfectly encapsulates. Yeah, it's short, but it took you guys a long time to finish it. Hey, look, we're busy people. We got work. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we got we you? got stuff. We you're busy. <laughs> look, man, I got a lot of Fortnite. I got to grind out the season. I got a lot going now. on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. No, I gotta get some ass. But uh, yeah, I, I like this book in particular because it. Um, 
when you play the games, um, I, I think it's like, I don't know about the OG, but for the remake, at least Jill and Chris's stories are kind of like conflicting. Like when it comes to what happened that night, because, you know, you pick one of them and then uh, they basically do everything that, um, you know, like in this book that shows that was kind of a mix between everybody on Alpha Team kind of helping out. Does Jill meet Rebecca in the game? Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end, if you're Chris, if you save both Jill and keep Rebecca alive during the campaign, they meet. I Jill. mean, like in Jill's campaign, does she run into Rebecca like Chris oh, does? No, no, I don't no. think so. She okay. The way you were explaining that, it sounded like you were saying like their campaigns were like similar, like they did some of the same things. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just like, because, if, you, like, say, if you do Chris's, it's kind of implied that, like, Jill just gets captured. Barry's nowhere to be seen. And then you just kind of do stuff with Rebecca, and then you can kind of save Jill at the end. Or if you're Jill, yeah, you don't see Rebecca. Barry comes in, helps out. Um, and then, like, Chris is kind of implied that he's in prison from, like, the beginning. Or Wesker leads him into the labs and gets him trapped in there. So, but I think this is a perfect mix between, you know, like, because I like to think, like, well, it, when you're the player, Jill or Chris, like, the other uh, individual, the other protagonist is actually doing other stuff, like, in the mansion that's helping progress through the night of horrors and terror that you encounter. The uh, night of whores. The night of There's horse. a lot of whores in this mansion. <laughs> it is scary. I um I I kind of like I think it went over almost all the monsters except like and this book came out before the remake so I can understand why Lisa Trevor was left out in the whole George Trevor storyline but yeah because um, they didn't exist they didn't they didn't exist at the time folks you're just not gonna get that sorry what year yeah did that, what year did that remake come out it was 20, like 2002 I just looked this up before we started recording because the first thing I was gonna say when you asked me what I thought of it is that they really kind of got screwed over by writing this book four years too early so they didn't have the superior version yeah, of yeah. the story to tell. They, they wow. really you made, think they made this, a really good sympathetic character when you her think this zombie is superior Frankenstein to the, to the original game? You're a fake fan. That's not what I said. Which, I mean, that's I love that addition I mean, to you the did first game. Oh, you mean the remake. I thought you were implying that I said this book was superior to the original game. No, no, no. We we no, know that no. that's not the case. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen somebody who hasn't agreed that the remake is like pretty much a replacement, as far as the first game goes. Anyways, God, some of yeah, that music is from like the the really OG good. first and even like Resident Evil Two, the OG. Oh, some of that music is just like. Yeah, there's one that sounds like someone's like shitting through a tuba. It's it's like it's it's like iconically terrible. <laughs> it's notorious. Scared me more than the polygonic monsters on the screen. <laughs> if that's what you want to call a zombie, I guess. But um, yeah, because uh, other than that, like the intertwining of Jill and Chris doing stuff throughout the night, um, you know, we get a little more personality in Jill and Chris a little bit, but we also get to see a little more Barry, a little more Rebecca. And uh, I, I mean, particularly I like this book because we get to see more Barry and Wesker in particular, because like you don't really know what, in the games, at least what happens, what's going on with Wesker. Other than he's, uh, you know, being shady, comes up. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm investigating, I'm doing stuff. And then at the end, he just shows up and he's like, so you figured out my plan, huh? Although John, the version of Wesker is a little more of a yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, in the original game, does Wesker get killed by Tyrant, or is that only in the remake? Um, I think he gets killed in the original game. He and no, well, in the remake, by Tyrant, I thought he got like stabbed. Because isn't he standing there like the ultimate life form? <laughs> yeah, life and then he's like, form. then he's like, oh shit, it doesn't love me the way I love it. <laughs> Stabs him through the glass. Because I mean, 
and with the i guess the canon stuff with like the the remake game he does get stabbed but he disappears and um he actually find out it's because he's full of that juicy juicy virus and then it was retconned later that he was a a two baby along with his sister i think yeah well because like (laughs) because like he was always like working with umbrella but then they were like but really he was, he was raised by Umbrella. He was destined to be an Umbrella lackey from the very beginning. <laughs> Which apparently he didn't and get. And that's like... why he can shadow step now. <laughs> uh, no. I just looked it up. It says in the original game, if Jill is on the path for one of the better endings, Wesker's decapitated corpse can be found in the power room eventually. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, he there is one version of the ending in the original where he does get impaled by the tyrant. So, yeah, I think there's some different. Even in the the remake, you can get a couple different endings where he like maybe gets like not stabbed through the case, but he, the tyrant will come out and like look at Wesker and he's like, "Oh fuck!" and it will like knock him aside. Yeah, He'll get out of my way. <laughs> I don't like you, Dad. <laughs> the uh, the tyrant that Rebecca fights in Zero, is that the same tyrant, or is that a different no, tyrant? That is different... the... Because uh, the the one we see in Resident Evil 1 is the 002. 001 is the one we see in Zero. And that one is definitely... It's like a proto-tyrant, because it, it's yeah. got like... I don't know. I think it, it's a little taller, but it's like it's spasm. Its spine is like showing... So it not only does it have an exposed heart, it has an exposed spine that you could <laughs> shoot in its back. We uh, shot him up full of all these steroids, but the skin's not holding. He's getting too big. <laughs> I actually I remember playing Zero and um because you find him in like a like the, the Zero One, uh you find him in like a train station. It's like, oh he's dead, he's a pushover. And he actually comes back later in the game. I was like at the kind of the ending place. And he just jumped out of a river and he looked over at me. He was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Where did you come from? Uh, so, uh, but yeah. Um, question. What's up? In the original or in the remake, do we get any of Jill's backstory about her dad being a thief? Because I didn't no, remember that. No, um, you, don't, you don't get. Well, you get. Because I guess with the lockpick and stuff, it's kind of implied that she. You know, did a little bit of. I could have swore I read somewhere that she was like a former Green Beret or something like that. Yeah, I thought that she had some sort of like military background before she was in Stars, but oh, really? Yeah, I thought I thought she was always kind of like had the. I don't know. I think when they made the first game, they were just like going by the rule of cool, and then later they were like, oh, but uh, also. they're they're this too <laughs> and they kind of like wrote some backstory for him on the fly yeah but um yeah and i like i just i, I kind of like the personality they give to these characters that we don't see in the games and stuff but however i don't know if it was just like lacking maybe a little action not as many monsters as i was hoping for but um but before before I get too deep in my thoughts, let's. Uh, what do you guys think of this book? Let's let's pick Hayden. Hayden, what do you think of the old books? I didn't I like it. It was very bad. It was cringe. No, <laughs> I, like uh, I, I, you know, remember. I have recollections of it of enjoying reading it when you know we read it forever ago back when we were in high school. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Revisiting it, uh, not as enjoyable as I remember. Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> the the only audiobook version that we could find was somebody reading it for free on YouTube, which is nice. But yes, it's yeah, not the were. only audiobook on YouTube. There were other ones. Well, that's the one, one I you said. To. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I mean, I I figured that if you didn't like it, you might just maybe look in the related or something. No, <laughs> no. I'm much too lazy to do that. Yeah. Uh, I will yeah, say I it was an hour and six marker through another It was video. very nice that somebody had done that, but the one that I listened to that we all listened to, I guess. Not Especially the best audio book. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah, we uh, were, like, very flat. We not won't like, say what channel or whatever, but it was it was not a very good reading. Yeah, yeah uh, just so that partially, had the emotion there. 
I that think. partially was an issue for me, but also just the uh, like the writing itself. I was like, mm, "Wow, this is uh, not very bare bones, not very compelling." <laughs> um, I, it wasn't bad though. It, like it's it, it's not as good as I remember it being, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still like I would still be down to revisit the rest of the books eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy, uh, all the, all the fun, uh, character moments, uh, with Barry. I think it's funny that in the book they, he tries to rationalize Barry's awful jokes as him being nervous about having to work with Wesker and trying to like make himself seem normal to Jill. Uh, (laughs) cause he was like, cause Barry and Jill kind of, I thought have a history, but this book kind of implies that they don't really know. No, they don't. Chris and, and, uh, Barry Barry go way back. Apparently. Yeah. They (laughs) they served together in the fucking air force. Apparently. Uh, Mm -hmm. before they either one of them either joined stars so Mm -hmm. but uh you know jill uh, jill especially in this book she's kind of like a newbie like she's doesn't really have a a strong relationship with anybody except for maybe chris yeah it seems like also brad vickers that they (laughs) he really drags brad through the fucking mud in this like he's a fucking piece of shit (laughs) you're talking about the author yeah, SD It's Perry. not he. <laughs> oh, it's SD Perry's a woman? Yeah, it's actually. Oh. So let me pull this up because I was reading it earlier. It's an interesting little story on like how she ended up writing these. Ooh, give us some deets. Um, so, like, after this. So, Resident Evil 1 was successful, but Resident Evil 2 was like a blockbuster hit. And after that, yeah. they were like, let's oh, wait. <laughs> what are you talking about? The game? The game. Yes, I'm talking about the game. <laughs> um, Capcom was like, let's print some money, baby. So they started like expanding licensing deals. They did fucking comics. They did like toy lines. And then they got a novel ca- contract going with Simon and Schuster. And they originally wanted uh, Steve Perry who writes for television and write has written some like sci-fi novels. They wanted Steve Perry to write. Um, but he was like, uh, I'm busy. My schedule's full. Uh, why doesn't my daughter, Stephanie Daniel, Daniel, it doesn't have the I in it, but uh, Danielle maybe instead yeah. of Danielle, uh, mm-hmm. Perry. Uh, so SD Perry. So he like passed it to her and that's how she ended up writing it. <laughs> Huh, that's actually kind of interesting. She's just like, I don't know, you know, and I don't know if she was just like a fan or if she just knew somebody who's like, ah, oh, you gotta, you know, gotta put this in it. But I think, well, I think she probably her, was given like, you know, like when she started writing, <coughs> they were probably like, here, you, this is stuff that needs to be in there or stuff that, you know, it should says probably be in there. The wiki says that limited contact was had between Capcom and the company, uh, Capcom did like veto. Uh, apparently, they proposed like, let's make up some extra history for the Spencer Mansion, and Capcom was like, no. <laughs> um, What's there is good. <laughs> but they uh, they sent them some like story notes. But I would imagine that like either she played it or like somebody played it and relayed it to her as well. Yeah, it, it just kind of because it, it feels like it's got some of the jokes, like you know, Jill sandwich and <laughs> some of that other like. He was like, "Put the Jill sandwich line in there. Everybody loves that. You got it's got to be in the book. Put the fucking put sandwich the one sandwich. in there. <laughs> <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> you were almost one Jill sandwich. But um, and you know, I was kind of hopeful at the beginning when they're uh. Like giving shit to uh, uh, the chief Brian Irons, fucking uh, saying like, "Oh, did you take a shit this morning? Let's give him some laxatives for Christmas." I was like, "Oh, this," you know. I was a little hopeful that this book was going to have some humor in it uh, sprinkled in, but um, you know, not a lot of that. You know, 
It's got some Easter eggs. It's got some some of the you know the zombies and monsters. It's got the it. damn itchy tasty note in it. It's got it does have the itchy tasty note. That's in there too, folks. Yeah, but that's the, also the, in the, the, man the really, the really, really, really bad recent movie. Hey, I had a really good time watching that movie because there was a guy in front of us that kept pointing at the screen, and that was very entertaining. I, I mean, paying, if that guy wasn't there, though, would you I was paying more it? attention to him than I was the movie. Yeah, if that guy wasn't there, I don't believe we would have had a, quite a fun of a time as we did. No, we uh, Hayden actually leaned over while we were watching that, and he was like, do you want to leave? This is kind of pissing me off. Yeah, um, and up. if I hadn't like paid for the ticket already, I probably would have been like, yeah, let's just fucking go. Uh, and if that guy wasn't in there cracking me up, because like, I don't know if he was like being genuine or if he was just like memeing, but it was it was hilarious. He physically pointed like noticeably, not like a like he didn't like elbow the girl that was with him and be like, that's that guy. He like jutted his arm up in the air and was like <laughs> they said it they said evil residents they he said wrote, it in the he wrote itchy tasty on the window itchy tasty huh. but yeah god damn that movie's so bad that's i mean that's a, a comp, really a conversation for another time but jesus christ that movie they somehow bad. like we're just going to talk about how bad the movie <laughs> They somehow made it like closer to the source material than the original first movie, but they managed to still make it worse. They did, <laughs> they did what the 2019 Hellboy movie did was where they took certain. Also starring parts. Mila Jovovich. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, she's not in the Resident Evil new movie. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but they took like iconic moments that the fans like and talk about all the time, and they transferred them pretty faithfully to the screen, but without the surrounding context of those moments and scenes that made them, you know, important in the first place. And the character assassinated Leon and turned him into one of the fucking three stooges. Yeah, they made, like, Leon, and this is not, people are going to be like, well, you didn't like it because they casted a brown actor as Leon. No, if they they wrote him better, I honestly think Yvonne Joyo could be, like, a good Leon. Yeah, but what they, they literally, like, in the game, Leon, you know, he's, he's a rookie, he's a little, he's a little green, but he's still He's, like, naive. Yeah, but he's he's not a fucking idiot. (laughs) He's he's pretty competent for the most part, and he's he's very courageous in the face of this apocalypse. In the movie, he's a bumbling coward. He's a bumbling coward moron dingo. Who got transferred to Raccoon City because he shot his partner in the ass. And there's never like a scene where he's like Oh, I was shooting at another perp, and I accidentally shot my partner. No, it's they—they the, they just give you the information that he shot his partner in the ass, and the they implication just never being it. that he just like pulled his gun out like for no reason, and accidentally either it went off or he was doing something irresponsible and shot yeah. his partner in the ass, which is realistic, you know, for oh, real yeah. life cops. Like, if you're talking but... about a real life cop, but this is a pre-existing character. Who this is... is a fictional story where the cops are the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Very fictional. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. That's but... where the sci-fi comes from, not the and, actual and uh, also, lab monster. <laughs> they didn't even have Barry or Brad. The team was just Wesker, Jill, and Chris. Or oh, wait, no, was Brad in there? Uh, I honestly don't remember. I only remember, I remember Wesker, Jill, Chris, Claire, Leon, and Ada at the very end. Yeah, I don't, I think that the stars team was just Wesker, Chris, and Jill. Uh, (laughs) Which, I mean, I understand why they felt like they needed to cut characters because there was a Bravo team, but I don't remember if I, yeah, I don't they, think they were like from the game or if they were just random dudes. I, yeah, I don't think they even named anybody from the Bravo team when they found them. But uh, mm. I understand yeah, why they were like, forced. 
we have to cut characters because we've got too much going on, and that's completely your own fault because you were you trying to do the two fucking both of the games. first games, you fucking morons. Conceptually, it's so, it should be so easy to like make a oh, movie yeah. of the first yeah. game. I think it lends really well to a fucking book too. Um, we're not at my opinion part yet. I think it. I don't know <laughs> if I would say that was done here, but. yeah i mean in this book like they she tries to do a little bit of the video game stuff like you know she stuff from the actual game that like is a video game mechanic that in real life you probably wouldn't encounter but uh she she tries to like explain you know like oh fucking what uh spencer was like into spycraft and like liked hidden passages and so he made all this goofy shit into the mansion blah 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 uh it's it's still a little like outside of a video game context it's it's a little jarring to see unless you really like manage to work it in skillfully uh Mm -hmm. like in a movie or like a book or whatever but yeah i don't fucking know man it's it's so you, you know I was watching that in Praise of Shadows video and you know George Romero was like at one point in yeah. set, set to direct a Resident Evil he movie. He had that trailer, didn't he? Yeah, for the Two. second game. Yeah. And and they were like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, we like that George." And he was like, "Oh, well, let's do a movie." And they were like, "Yeah, okay, deliver a script." And the script that he delivered what they said was too close to the the game. Like it was too close. Uh, so that's why they they fucking like changed their minds. Japanese well, developers used to be what? really weird about like trying their best to cater to Western markets, but they would go about it in weird ways. It it's it's just it was kind of I guess it was like back when the video games were really starting to blow up. And they kind of weren't a hundred percent sure what like American and Western audiences wanted. I think they're a lot more in sync these days, but back then th- there were some rough times for a little while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, it's kind of sad to see like the. I mean, I don't know. Like, we'll probably when we revisit the books, we're more or less get this kind of quality to them, where. It's, it seems like SD Perry's. She's just trying to like stick close to it and play it safe. Because like I don't know. I remember that one book, book five, Underworld, where she goes a little, uh, you know, crazy with the lore and stuff like that, and she's fighting. I can't remember if it's Chris or some other like the new protagonist for the book. But uh, at one point, person is like fighting like a tyrant mixed with like a T Rex, and I was like, ooh, Resident Evil Six. <laughs> yeah, you know that's no, like no, not the Gene well, Simmons. I mean, it's a, it's like a, a tyrant with a. T-shirt. Did you say Gene Simmons? His name is Paul Simmons. Paul Simmons, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kiss. Radioactive. Radio. He's just playing noodling on the bass while they're <laughs> like running around shooting his weak points. <laughs> um, no, uh, become the ultimate life. Leader. Like you know, yeah. SD Perry started doing stuff that like. Eventually, they just started doing in the actual games, so it, it's hard to fault her completely for some of the more wild stuff that she got into in the later books. But it still like doesn't exactly work. I mean, if I'm, I'm gonna fault if her if for Caliban Cove because it sucks. But yeah, Caliban Cove <laughs> was not not the greatest. What a, what do you guys? I I can't really remember that one particularly. But what was it? It was what it's on an island, and I think the zom. I think like from the jump, the zombies have guns. <laughs> do they really? If I remember right, yeah. It's it's. I I hate zombies with guns. Like as a concept, it's really stupid and fucking six. They do a little bit of it in five and four, but they keep it very sparing. So like it's I not that bad. The only time I've seen that and I didn't mind it was in Land of the Dead. Uh, the well, that Rock one's Rio. better because it's like he's like he's remembering, uh, and he yeah. also, even though he's remembering, he still doesn't have the like hand-eye coordination and yeah. like function to actually really use it like it's not stupid shit where you just wanted to be able to make gears of war so you're like oh they use guns now yeah 
Yeah. Back to the actual book. <laughs> yeah, we keep, we, we keep talking about everything but the book. We're just complaining about yeah. all the wrong things that the game series has done over the time. Yeah, we could do it right. It almost we sounds do like it. we don't even like <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, TJ, what did you think? You belong the same lines? Because I kind of agree with Hayden. It's 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 nice and it's it's good still, but it's it's lacking something. It's a little flat, I think. Yeah, I'm uh it's not like terrible, but it definitely could be better. Um I really like the idea of a novelization of these games because in the originals you didn't get a lot of good characterization for these characters. Like if you check the fucking manual that came with it, you, you get a little bit, but there was master of unlocking. (laughs) Two gun master. But in the actual game, you got like almost nothing. Um, in the remakes, it's better. Um, but I still Mm -hmm. think even that could be expanded upon in a good novelization. Oh yeah. Um, but then I don't I don't know if that's what this is. <laughs> uh, it's just long a little short. Some of the characterization is decent to good. Some of it's kind of dumb and superfluous. Like Jill doesn't need to know two girls who got killed to be motivated yeah, to go to the mansion. Like a little like, okay, it's unnecessary. She should just, you know want to stop the cannibals that she thinks they are at the time, you know, from eating citizens that she doesn't need fucking a revenge plot. I thought that was really dumb. I had actually completely forgotten about that, uh, before I started this again. Um, I kind of enjoyed the stuff with Barry. It was nice to kind of get to see his point of view while he's being blackmailed. I thought that was good. Also, yeah, the, he's like, the point of view of Wesker was su- like, that's such a great, like when you have a shit eating grin type of character in a, in a piece of media that they're <laughs> the whole time before they get their comeuppance, they're just so fucking full of themselves. <laughs> Like the the whole time in this book, he's just like, hmm, yes, I'm such a fucking genius. Everything's coming together perfectly. Which I, I like most of that, but I thought the part where he was like, yeah, whatever, bitch, you rejected me. Now you resigned. Oh, I thought that was fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know the, yeah, the that, that's a little get. like, that seems like something more that they would do nowadays for like a character that they're making basically an incel. Yeah. I gotta uh, say, like, if it wasn't for the fact that he canonically had a son, uh, and I, I, obviously the Rebecca photo, haha, that's more of a meme than anything. Um, I would say that, like, Wesker's kind of, like, beyond sexual feeling. <laughs> he's just I mean, an asshole, and he's focused on being an asshole, in my opinion. Certainly, certainly by the point, by the point of, uh, five, he's, like... I would say he's asexual at that point once he's like fully become non-human. All I care about is power. Yeah, he's definitely like which I mean I guess technically he's non-human like by the yeah, end. Yeah, and he one. thinks that humanity is like below him too. Yeah, so you know that's why that's I I think maybe that might be like one of the one good things that was written before like Capcom restructured everything about the like you know with all the remakes and the newer games is that um you know Wesker truly dies in this he doesn't get superpowers and comes back or anything he gets uh eaten by the little flea chimera things and then I yeah think the tyrant comes out and stabs him <laughs> that's <laughs> why that's why I had to look up when this book was written I was like oh shit what the hell Wesker Wesker doesn't die. <laughs> He's supposed to go fight Lisa Trevor before the mansion blows up. He's supposed to get his cool red eyes and show up in Code Veronica. (laughs) And Claire's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) I... I am Albert Wesker, and someday uh, I will rule the world. uh, (laughs) Kind kind of a big deal. You you really don't know me? (laughs) uh, I know your cute little brother. And she's like, please stop being weird. She's like, I'm gonna stop you right there. Don't don't say that no more. I don't like it. Stop, stop doing that. Um. So I guess like overall, uh, I like the idea of a novelization of these games. 
but some of the character because I mainly like the idea because you get a lot more opportunity for characterization. But some of the characterization here is hit and miss. Um, yeah, Re- what, what- Rebecca's was decent. I don't care for the whole like sin pie shit with Chris, where she's like, "Oh, he's so handsome. He's so yeah. capable. Oh my yeah. god." I'm a I'm a barely legal member of stars and this older man is so cute. Just get out of my fucking face. <laughs> um But I like which like I like Rebecca as a character, but I've always thought that was kind of weird and dumb how they're like, she's 18. <laughs> I mean, um, like, she has the rough of it, like, you know, think like I said, like she's the you know, we were joking about it for zero hour the game zero, but she like, she goes through a lot, like in that 48 hours over everybody else on both Bravo and alpha. Like she has to deal with two different, like major crazy villains. One of them's not even human. They're just like a, a leech queen thinking they're like a human. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that might be like, that's up there as like probably top three weirdest things in resident evil is like the opera singing Leech man, yeah, strange. <laughs> it was the leech man that started it all. Um, I will say, I am kind of looking forward to reading more of these because I want to see if SD like gets into the groove of it a little bit more before she mm-hmm. starts writing her original stuff that I just don't really care for. I, uh, I but feel I, like I want to read, he does. Because I also remember book two and three, you know, uh, two and Nemesis. Yeah, I I think City of the Dead was probably like peak, like for the these this book series. Because you what does it have both Leon and Claire in it? Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think it has like any additional characters. You know, other than the people like I think you meet like in the games and stuff. Oh, I uh, and stars members at the beginning. Uh, I think I there's there's some peppered throughout because I remember the end of book three is one of the endings that you can get in the original three, which is what I thought was canon is that the chopper that picks Jill up at the end is piloted by Barry. Yeah. And that's why I thought for the longest time that that was just the canon ending of the original, you know, three of Nemesis. But it's, mm-hmm. it is it is one of the optional endings that you can get where she's like. Uh, the chopper pilot's like, I, I saved you just in time. You were almost a Jill lasagna. And she's like, Barry, is that you? <laughs> Barry? <laughs> Barry? Um, like, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to reading the adaptations of like two, zero, and three. I'm kind of curious I, I know, about those. I know they talk well, about um, Barry and I think the second one or the third one because at the beginning I remember them sidelining him because he's like, I gotta take my family to Canada for safety, but I'll be back to help you as soon as they're safe. Oh. Because <laughs> I remember that's the line because I can't Barry. remember if it, I think it's Jill or Chris, they go to Barry's house and that's when S.D. Perry describes Barry as like, Barry was a guy who definitely worked out. He was fucking yoked. This man is you. His chest muzzles were rippling as he was carrying the ammo bag to the chopper. <laughs> he was carrying his wife and his daughter in one arm. And, Chris and then he threw them like footballs. He threw them like footballs shame. over the Canadian border to save me. <laughs> uh, what an absolute chad of a human being. <laughs> that Barry. Barry Burton versus Senator Armstrong in an arm wrestling match. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I mean, probably the world Senator just Armstrong, disintegrates around. No, he got Barry gets nano machines too to make it oh. even. <laughs> um, when, but yeah, when's the novelization that's... of uh, uh, Metal Gear Revengeance? Oh, come? it can't be contained within the written word. It's too powerful. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, if if y'all don't pick it, I I might pick some more of these this series because I think some it always just kind of some more, 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 some
I got the sauce on my hand and it made me really itchy, but then it was also tasty when I lick it off. Like an itchy taste. <laughs> it make a scratch from a tomato. I did want to ask you guys, because like... Uh, <laughs> some some Italian listeners just like, you sons of a bitches. We don't sound uh, like that. <laughs> fucking sound like that. <laughs> like the Chris Pratt Mario. Um... um <laughs> Uh, what's the, what's that line or that? Let's go to the mushroom kingdom or whatever. <laughs> Jesus fucking. Christ. Or it's like mushroom kingdom. Here we come. <laughs> what did you guys think about like the monster descriptions though, and the side of the encounters? Because I think other than the characterization, like that that's actually some highlights of the the book. I think something like, I, I meant think, to say, I think specifically, yeah. like I really liked how the hunters were explained and like oh, how yeah. Yeah, the fucking look. Nice. I think it was Jill. It says she likes pumps like a mag of fucking 19 rounds. Yeah. And uh, like the base of its skull and it's like still screeching and twitching or something like that. Was like 10 rounds into the body. And then when it was down, it was still alive and nine more rounds into the base yeah. of its skull. And she was mm-hmm. like that. Was that's not good. <laughs> and then Resident Evil Three Remake, oh, Carlos comes in and just punches. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. you you see the size of his biceps. They, they <laughs> I mean, come on. What's gonna go up against that? Because yeah, I think I think some of the zombies got you know I, maybe could have been a little more zombies, but I think they were described. They I kind of wish there was some crimson heads. I know that wasn't canon at the time, but um. I yeah, also, I kind of got some nice, I think, uh, visualization. The other monsters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of sad about Plant 42 just kind of melting before. The tyrant's yeah. done decently, too. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's scratching and tearing up asphalt. Like, yeah. that probably, that's almost impossible. But, I mean, it does, like, burrow up into a hole onto the heliport from I mean it's a nine head, foot so. tall genetic zombie monster person. I don't think I'm a genetic freak. No, it's uh Steiner, I think. No, I know, but like didn't Batista say he was like a freak of nature or something? I'm pretty sure he did. Maybe. You know when he was in the developmental territories, he was called like the Leviathan and he wore like a collar with a chain on it. Yeah, and he had like oh. contacts that made him look like a monster. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pictures of that. <laughs> I fucking God, I love Dave Batista. <laughs> but um yeah, other than Plant 42 being the big disappointment, I think, in this book. Uh, well, because- I mean, there's so many fucking monsters in that first one. I, like, S.D. Perry is. just had to, like, cut some of it. And I mean, and Jill, didn't she fight the spiders off screen? Like, uh, she fought the borderline spiders. They, I don't think they find, like, a bunch of the big... I mean, it's nice that it had the spiders at all. Like, yeah. I feel like every adaptation of fucking Resident Evil is just like, we're not we're not doing the spiders. I think even, like, the remake of 2, they were like, we're not doing the spiders. Oh, yeah. no. no spiders. And fucking... You don't uh, like them. Uh, it, it was fun that Chris got to uh, run into the fucking the gigantic shark... Yeah. Uh, oh I, yeah, I, Neptune. I love yeah. that he's named Neptune. That's like my favorite thing about him. I think that's a cool fucking name for a BOW. F one oh three. I big old shark. <laughs> I forgot. Do they fucking? They don't encounter the snake in this book, do they? Yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah. Do. yeah. No, yeah. It's actually probably the biggest disappointment because Chris shoots it in the face one time and it dies. Yeah, um, I fucking I, I must have not been paying attention. It's not yeah, a very like, memorable encounter, but he's there. <laughs> yeah, I think Rebecca and because they encounter Richard, which you know he's dead at this point. Richard, like, some poisonous snake is it's got to him. It looks like God, and they get that, in the room <laughs> to get that medallion. That scene in the remake, we're fucking Richard. It just fucking it, it just destroys his body. <laughs> 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 at least in the in the the Jill's part storyline, you get his assault shotgun at that point. So mm. we we appreciate you, Richard. For who all you uh, who is it that has the uh, that they find outside? I forget that the name of the oh, guy. Forest. Forest. Yeah. Yeah. 
I man got I think killed by a crow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn birds got at him. Man, I'd hate I hate to be around a flock of those things. I guess man they was, include almost everything. <laughs> man was trained to deal with probably like hostage situations and like terrorists and shit, and then they well, get yeah, taken out by a crow. <laughs> an anti-terrorist group. Yeah, and and, and, and then the, he's like, oh, I don't know about birds. I that I don't fuck with birds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we even got our little chimera fleas. Uh, oh fly yeah, people. I. I didn't remember these from the fucking first game. Uh, I only remember them because of that really fucking stressful part where you have to carry that explosive canister in the remake. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And they're there. And if they even so much as graze you, there's a whole goddamn fucking basement explosion. They called them fucking, like, monkeys, but they... They know yeah, they're gross bug things. Yeah, they're bugs. I don't. I didn't yeah. know, like I, that name. I was like, wait, what the fuck? What is that? That's why I was a little confused too, because I was like, I thought the monkey things were in Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> yeah, but I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, that's what yeah. it's talking about. I'll tell you what an adaptation needs to do. Since none of these adaptations want to include the giant spiders, they just need to finally get the spiders that go with like one of the original concept arts they did. Did y'all see that? Where the fucking oh, no. spider is like no, 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 no. woven into the guy's like limbs and like oh, controlling yeah. them. That's the gnarliest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't care for that. That's actual care. nightmare yeah. fuel. Like that might unseat the regenerator. <laughs> That that reminds me of like the um the parasites from the the RE4 remake where they yeah. uh, jump on top of the the zealots and they just like they just like super speed Ooh, yeah. all of a sudden they got flash powers and they're running at you with the pitchfork and they just do not care about what you hit them with until you kill <laughs> they they really don't they got they getting pumped with the Las Plaga drug <laughs> they yeah. on Las Plagas but yeah uh, folks. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say that I liked is I liked that S.D. Perry sort of managed to, like, put the survival horror mechanics into the book. Like, they're constantly Mm -hmm. scrounging for ammo and resources and stuff. Um, I kind of liked that that was included. Like, objectively, you could have left it out. But as a fan of the games, I like that it was in there. Also, I mean... I'm kind of glad it's hinted at, and she changed it a little for the purpose of like the storyline. But um, I mean the the way you know they, they have to get the medallions and get the medallions, the, the yeah, and the medallions for the lab and stuff like that. It still gives that sense of the puzzling Look, stuff. I need to you do. to find these medallions. Don't ask why. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but there was one point. I think it was Jill. I can't remember if it was Jill or Chris. I think it was Jill where she was like telling herself she had like an encounter with a zombie and she's like, I got to stop. This isn't just some game. Like, you know, uh, like where I can redo things over and over again. I don't like, recall I, that. serious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I was like, yeah, yeah, the, I, this, this was a video game, but now it's serious. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if there's a manga adaption for the first game, but have you guys ever heard about like the manga that they did for uh, two and three? Or I think it's mainly for three, but it, there's like uh, some crossover with the stuff that's happening in two. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of. I've also I've I mean, seen I, the one where fucking Mister X fights Birkin, and that's actually kind of lit. That's what I was talking about. That's like, <laughs> I think that's from the same group because there's another one where Nemesis fights uh, a tyrant, or maybe yeah. he fights Birkin. Actually, he fights one of the B- other BOWs because uh, he's he Damn. comes up. He's like, "Yeah, I'm the new big swinging dick around here, so <laughs> you other fucking BOW cucks can uh, get in line." It and looks the- like there is a Resident Evil one comic. Oh. <laughs> Do you, do you want a copy? Guess how guess how much this is on Amazon? <laughs> uh, five thousand dollars. It's nine hundred ninety seven dollars. Oh, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. That's affordable. 
But you can you can pay for it uh fifty eight ninety over twenty four months. <laughs> I am I am certain that somebody has uploaded it to the internet somewhere. For oh free. yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure, but I just think it's funny that like this obscure video game adaptation. Well, that's why comic. it costs so fucking much is because it's uh completely obscure. Like <laughs> there's there's plenty of stuff like that. Like early like right around the time that like Japan was becoming, you know, a, a major like import of media or at least for like games and anime. Oh, the uh, fucking covers drawn by Jim Lee. Yeah. Where like, you know, people, they like before the internet, you really had no way of knowing when stuff like that was coming out or if it was coming out, you know, near you. So it's hard to get a hold of back then. And it's like fucking very hard to get a hold of now. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, but yeah, uh, do you guys, you guys remember much about the other books? I don't think I've ever read the last two that are, is like Nemesis and Code Veronica, but, um, I do remember City of the Dead, Zero Hour, don't remember Cape Cod. I know I had it. I don't remember reading Cape it. Cod? Cape Cod? Cape Cod? <laughs> oh, is that, that's the chips, isn't it? No, that's the, that's a place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, they make those kettle chip brand. I mean, I, it probably I is, but now. Cape Cod should the first thing in your brain should be, oh yeah, it's a place. I got some air fried kettle chips today Cod? that are pretty good. Ooh, hot dogging with some kettle chips. But um, no, but yeah, that <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But uh, do you guys remember much about the other books in the series? I like I said, the only thing I really remember are those scenes with Barry, and uh, I feel like I remember in the third book the the descriptions of Nemesis were pretty intimidating. Um, mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's kind of all a little vague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then TJ, do you remember much about the other ones? Funnily enough, I think the only one I remember much from is Caliban Code because I dislike it. Um, <laughs> I'm like ninety percent sure I did read at least the Resident Evil Two adaptation. I don't know if I ever got around to the Resident Evil Three adaptation. I'm pretty sure I never read the Resident Evil Zero adaptation. Man. I remember the zero being pretty good, but you know, like I said, with the, the the number crunch of hours that Bravo and Alpha had, or Alpha going in after Bravo, I don't know how Rebecca had the time to go do all this with Billy. But well, I guess we'll have to come around and find out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if um, you're into the Resident Evils, or maybe if you just want a little short read, check it out. But I mean, if you're looking for something deep. You know, <laughs> you're not going to find too much here. But, uh, yeah, we like it. Probably come back. And uh, Well, you yeah. tell them to check it out, but it's been out of print for, like, forever. So they're going to have to just look up the audiobook like we did. No, it, <laughs> it's available on Amazon. I got uh, – they did reprints, like, back in 2013 or 14. Uh, I mean, so they're not, like, brand new, but you can they're find not them on Amazon. Like, they're not that Warhammer book that – we had to hurry up and buy because there was like two copies left. No, no, they're, they're, they they the reprints are dog shit though because they use like game model like clip art of the characters instead of the cool painted covers of the original print. Dookie. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can get them if you really want them. They're they're available. Oh, dang. Well. Go yeah if you want to if you want to drop that money but yeah the audiobooks are out there just in case if you want to give you it gotta a, find them on listen. like YouTube though YouTube they're not official oh yeah 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 you, not not on um, Audible or audiobook.com. just check it out on YouTube YouTube's your source of all the stuff you should be listening to anyway so oh <laughs> I get all my news there. <laughs> We're going to transition to YouTube at some point. I look, I watch drama alert. That's the only thing I need to see. Uh, I trust Keemstar completely. And if we're not like live taping us at that point, we'll just get like uh, those, what do you call it? Like the V2 models. VTubers. (laughs) Yeah. VTubers where we just got anime Uh, models. You said V2 models. And I was like, is this man talking about rockets from the 1940s? (laughs) 
Let's just let's just all start VTuber YouTube accounts, but the three us three cis men are using uh, small like oh. anime girls or VTube uh, personalities. Dang. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you get, you call the girl with the cat ears the then? Subs. Thanks for the Go subs. <laughs> they do subscriber stuff. I don't I've never watched a VTuber. I don't know exactly what the whole deal is. Uh I think they do stream, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I think they're mostly streamers, and then they just kind of like take clips from their streams and upload them to YouTube. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. What it, whether we do the books or not, this won't be our last Resident Evil thing, so keep, keep bear that in mind, too. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, bear it in mind. Bear it in mind. Fucking get you. You're like, where? when are the guys going to talk about Resident Evil again? We'll get there eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, that just reminded me. Have you seen any clips from that new TED show that they had? That they yeah, made? it's good. It's it's it, good. It's, looks pretty good. There's a fucking clip I saw. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Where they're like they're on campus at like a high school or a college. Is that that they got them though? Clip. Yeah, yeah. They're that talking sh- about. They're talking about a gay pretty kid. fucking funny. No, it's an Indian kid. He oh, said. Indian kid. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, yeah, there was an Indian kid here like a year ago, but they got him. And Ted, <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? Was that mean? He just keeps talking. <laughs> Hold on. What do you mean they got him? <laughs> what does what does that mean? <laughs> I caramba. But uh, anyway, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Uh, TJ, have you decided on a book? That you're uh, picking for next month. So I I talked to Hayden about this already, uh, specifically Ooh. behind your back. We were like, let's yeah. not get John in on this decision. What? Uh, no, <laughs> no. So our media pick for next month is The Haunting of Hill House, and I was talking to Hayden. And I was like, I think I either want to do something like similar ghost possessiony, or we'll just actually read the actual Hill House book. Um, which is like a classic and I don't think I've ever read it. And Hayden said he hasn't actually read it either. Is it also called the haunting of Hill house? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just the haunting of Hill house. It's also like, I, I, I have been meaning to read it for fucking forever. Cause most of the time when people are like, what's the scariest book you've ever read? Almost every time people will say, Oh, Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. Like, Stephen King is like, that's the scariest fucking thing I ever put into my brain hole. <laughs> Besides the troop, I love it. It's so, so what do you think, John? Because the, like, sort of on-brand pick I was going to go with was Paul Tremblay's A Head Full of Ghosts. Um, or mm. The Haunting of Hill House book, since we're covering the show. Well, I think it'd be kind of interesting to, because we'll do the show and then probably do the book afterwards. So, yeah, it'd be kind of nice for the book episode, maybe to compare it, see how good it is. and Yeah, we could see how bad Mike Flanagan fucked up. So you uh, think we should do the book Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, I mean, if you're... All right, so we're going to be covering Paul Tremblay's A Head Full of Ghosts. We'll do Shirley Jackson's uh, The Haunting of Hill House book. The Haunting then. of Hill House. Heck yeah. The Heck Haunting yeah. of Book Hill House. Pill book House. Hill They've House got Zannies. They've got Addies. Oh! All the uppers oh. and downers you could ever want. My God. Okay, so that's that's that. Then we made the decision. Itchy tasty.